Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back here to a brand new episode of the show. Happy Tuesday, all across Broncos country from the South Stance to the end zone. You are locked on Broncos. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the podcast at Locked On Broncos. Today's episode of the show, ladies and gentlemen, here on this beautiful Tuesday, we got a lot to talk about. The injury bug is just continuing to bite the Denver Broncos in the rear, and really a lot of the rookies are seeing the impact of that as well. Plus, the Broncos are going to be losing out on a key rookie player for the entire 2020 NFL season. We take a look at potential replacements. We analyze the angle of the offseason impacted by COVID, whether or not that had anything to do with all the issues, all the injuries that we are seeing piling up across the National Football League. And in order to break down all of this information and to give our own different perspectives to discuss, debate, and analyze, I'm joined today by Patrick Chiodi at Patrick Chiodi on Twitter and Zach Seegers at Zach underscore Seegers, both of ProFootballNetwork.com where they cover the Denver Broncos. And uh, gentlemen, obviously this is just an ongoing theme so far in the last couple of days. I think when the Broncos first started practicing, some other teams were seeing an increase in injuries. The Broncos were fine. And all of a sudden, we were, we were sitting here telling ourselves, I remember we were back on an episode, you know, we were surprised, we were thankful that the Broncos had not gotten hit with the injury bug just yet. And then last Thursday, the injury bug bit, and it spread, and now it's becoming a little bit of an issue. Just Duke Dawson days away from kickoff, 20 days away until the Tennessee Titans come to town. So, uh, obviously, let's uh, let's talk about it. Um, you know, let's start off with you here, Patrick and Zach. I'm going to go off and read some of the injuries. Now, some of these not to be concerned about, some of these to be concerned about, but Devontae Bosby did not practice yesterday. Mike Purcell did not practice. Elijah Holder, Tim Patrick, Jawan Winfrey, K.J. Hamler, Michael O.J. Mudia. Those players did not practice yesterday for the Denver Broncos and Broncos rookie Justin Sturden did not practice as well. More of a serious injury for him. We'll talk about that a little bit later on here. But uh, obviously some soft tissue uh, some soft tissue injuries, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. Patrick, we'll start off with your thoughts. In, in terms of really just talking about what a soft tissue injury is and why it's a common theme right now in Broncos camp. Well, I mean, when you're when you're talking about the soft tissue, you're 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 talking about basically just guys being, you know, sore from uh, from all these practices and and just kind of dealing with that that overall tightness that comes from, uh, you know, the muscle being overused. And that's that's going to be typical. You know, you got these guys out there working in the heat of the summer. Uh, you got them working consecutive days, hitting each other. You know, these are big NFL guys that are crashing into each other. So naturally their bodies are going to, are going to take that into effect and then add it on all the time that they, you know, essentially sat around with COVID happening and, and they were kind of doing body work. Um, you know, I, it's, it's not a surprise to me to, to see soft tissue injuries happening all the time. Um, you know, when you have guys like KJ Hamler, who who's going to miss time with that hamstring injury, that's probably going to be typical from a guy who's having to run routes over and over and over again. That hamstring is going to, you know, it's going to get used a lot. And he already had that injury previously. So uh, that's going to be something to look out for. But it, this is this is typical practice stuff. This is just typical training camp stuff. Uh, the 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 
health team there at the Broncos is going to have to keep an eye on it just to make sure that these injuries don't get worse. Because with that soft tissue stuff, it's one thing to be sore and then work through it and just kind of, you know, deal with the pain. It's another thing for it to be a consistent issue, which then leads to, uh, you know, muscle strains, uh, tears, uh, you know, pulled hammies, pulled groins. Those are, that's the, uh, that's the result of pushing it too far. So it's proper for, for Fangio and the team to give these guys time to kind of rest up and heal and get their, get their bodies right because their bodies are just now acclimating to having that full contact. So we just got to see what happens. You know, hopefully no one else gets hurt seriously like that, but it's just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it's definitely a concern. I think uh, it, it was kind of expected to happen. You know, it's going to hit every team, especially with a shortened off season, um, and just the situation all these NFL teams are having to deal with. You know, the the lone comparable we have, at least in recent history, is the strikes shortened season back in 2011. Or not shortened season, but a shortened training camp. And in that case, we saw players have a lot of those same problems, a, a lot of um, soft tissue injuries going on in in training camp and whatnot. So it's not too surprising to see that now. I think the one area the Broncos are fortunate is that outside of Sternad, who I know we'll discuss later, um, they've been to uh, areas of the team where they have depth and they haven't been too, too serious. You know, outside of um, uh, uh, Sternad, the the most serious ones are Todd Davis and KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler might miss, you know, in a worst case scenario, the first quarter of the season. Um, but he'll be around for the the final three quarters. It's not like a torn ACL or anything. And Todd Davis, uh, it sounds like he should be ready for week one, uh, week two at the lead, latest there. Um, and again, again, they haven't lost any super key players, not a Von Miller, um, not a Drew Locke, not a Cortland Sutton or whatnot. Just trying to look on the bright side. Uh, I, I think it's not as bad as it could be, but it sucks that they are um, getting bit by this injury bug right now. And one thing I'll tip my hat off to the Broncos coaching staff is making an adjustment on the fly, really, with all these guys dealing with the soft tissue injuries, you know, muscle strain, so on and so forth. They adjusted from going from a padded practice to a shells practice where their helmet, jersey, shoulder pads, limited contact, and mostly everything is uh, to run bys either or kind of two hand touch in a sense. I hate saying two hand touch because it sounds like you know high school PE, but more so everything was just kind of through the air, routes on air, some one on one periods, just some competition stuff, but not as physical, which is preserving the Broncos. There, Vic Fangio mentioned too in his post practice press conference that they had to adjust. And what they do, obviously, going into tomorrow's practice, uh, today's practice as well, they're going to have to make some adjustments on the fly pertaining to what they need to do, but also keeping in mind. The Broncos literally play in 20 days from now. The lack of having preseason games is something of a concern to me, but also see it on the same exact point where I want to reference back. If there were preseason games, even though the training camp started late, we could see an increase in more severe injuries if, in fact, there was a preseason. So I, I think you look at it from one or two ways. From the optimistic side of things, it's great because maybe you reduce some of that long-term contact. Uh, but in the short term of things, you miss out on that game experience, getting acclimated. So in practice, we've seen the team start to get acclimated with contact, but also at the cost of guys being out the next day due to soreness or obviously due to something else. Now, most of those guys are going to be returning healthy. K.J. Hamler, you know, the ballpark for him. I know Vic Fangio initially said 
two, uh, potentially two weeks. But as Patrick alluded to with how tricky hamstrings are, it could be a four to six week process overall in terms of him being fully healthy, maybe being comfortable to be out there on the football field. So that is something that is definitely worth monitoring as we go. And as the Broncos practice today, we're hoping that they can make it out of practice without injury, with limited guys being out. We may see some guys return today. I know yesterday we saw Melvin Gordon return to the practice field for the Broncos. So that's great there. Those guys are back. Von Miller obviously back at practice. So, you know, as Zach had mentioned, not many key guys really out. Davis is going to work himself back in more than likely the next week and a half. Likely going to be ready for that week one opener against the Tennessee Titans. But Broncos country, we've got a lot to talk about coming up here in just a moment. Zach, Patrick, and I are going to break down the Broncos news of the day of a significant loss to their team defensively in 2020 from a rookie who had a lot of high expectations on him. We're going to talk about Justin Sternitz's long-term injury here in just a moment. But before we do that, i got to tell you about the sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at DoorDash and RockAuto.com. Now, between the never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. So give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely because there are thousands of restaurants that are open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. So support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants and now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food that you're craving right now, right to your door. And ordering is super easy. All you got to do is open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting at checkout. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and even Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or the Cheesecake Factory. So right now, our listeners of Lockdown Broncos can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app today and enter code LOCKEDON, that's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store, enter code LOCKEDON. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDON for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And then our other sponsor of today's episode shows our good friends over there, rockauto.com, a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, reliability, and also understanding what consumers need for their vehicles when things go wrong is why rockauto.com is the number one go-to for you. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything that you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. They have engine control modules they have brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet if you need that for your vehicle and the one thing that i really love about rockauto.com is i can go to their website i can click on the year the make and the model of my car and i can see an entire list and inventory of all the parts available for my vehicle so that way i don't have to wait at the counterpart at the local auto parts store and wait weeks for them to have the part delivered from a warehouse out of state that's why i rely on rockauto.com because i can get that delivered straight to my door and best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same exact parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts that your car will ever need rockauto.com Continuing our discussion on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos alongside Patrick Chiodi and Zach Seegers. We talked about previously the injury bug that's bitten the Denver Broncos, but this is the first injury that we're about to talk about 
where a player is going to be out the entire season and a player who we've spotlighted many times here on the podcast on Lockdown Broncos, the expectations for him were very, very high. And Justin Sternett, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, will be out the entire 2020 NFL season. There was a hand dislocation that he had suffered in Sunday's practice and that led to some ligament issues. They did surgery on Sunday to prevent any kind of nerve damage from happening, and he is done for the entire 2020 season. This completely throws a monkey wrench in the Broncos' plans, gentlemen, because he was expected to play a pivotal role in the Broncos' nickel package with his six foot three, rangy, lengthy frame where he can run sideline to sideline, cover linebacker, I mean, cover tight ends and cover running backs. And now the Broncos are going to have to find a different option to do just that. And that's going to be moving one player from one position to another position. So overall, gentlemen, first off, let's talk about the overall impact of losing Justin Sterling. Now, he hasn't played an NFL game, but I do believe this is a significant loss for the team because of the fact that the Broncos had invested a lot in him in terms of pushing him into this role defensively in Vic Fangio's scheme. So Patrick, you know, what are your quick thoughts on uh, the injury here for Justin Sternad? I mean, like you said, it's going to be a big blow, you know, and it wasn't so much of like, you know, we expect this guy to be able to step in right away. It was the potential of what he could do in this defensive scheme. Uh, Like you said, this is a big, uh, a long rangy guy who, who can move sideline to sideline. He can cover well in space. Uh, He's an athlete. He, He is an athlete at that linebacker position. And that's something that, when moving into nickel and dime looks, that's something that you want from your other linebackers. So losing him, it, it is a big blow. It, it's a it's a huge blow to the potential that this defense has. Now they have to either you know find someone else that's already here that can kind of fill that role. Maybe it's a safety. Maybe it's a you know one of the other linebackers like Josh Watson or Josie Jewell. Those guys are going to have to step in and play that role. And and to be to be frank, I don't know if either of those guys can play that role the way that Justin Sternad would have played that role. So do you go and you look at outside options? Who are the free agents that are available? Well, Nigel Bradham was a guy that was just released today by the Saints. The, you know, Brandon Marshall is still a guy that's out there. Maybe they bring him back, but I don't know if he necessarily fits, fits the look. Uh, so right now, it's a matter of finding the best fit to fill that role. Uh, I personally, I would much rather have a, you know, a, a backup safety or, or one of those guys kind of fill that role, um, as that nickel or dime backer look kind of the way that Will Parks did. But, uh, you know, you, you have to look at the roster up and down and just say, gosh, losing Sternad really hurts because he would have filled that role perfectly. Yeah, it's. It's a killer because he, you know, he was going to be that coverage linebacker. You know, Broncos country has been upset about, um, you know, how the linebacker position is covered for a long time. Right or not, it, it's been a, a top issue for them. And it seemed like Justin Sternad was finally going to be the solution to that long lasting problem. And n- now it's over before it even had a chance to start. You know, these these draft picks are like Christmas presents that were we're waiting to open on Monday night football here in week one. And, and we're shaking the Jerry Judy box and we're like, man, I think that's a PS five right there. Like I feel pretty certain about that. And this Justin Stern ad one was another one that seemed pretty great. And we're going to have to wait another year to see what that is. And, and of course it's going to impact the Broncos defense. I think the bright side there for them is they've got Josie Jewell. They've got Joseph Jones. They've got Josh Watson. They've got guys that can slide down and, 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 you know, still maintain some good depth. I think this really affects Justin Sternad, though, because, 
Todd Davis's contract is expiring at the end of the season. Um, and the Broncos are probably, I mean, they might resign him, but considering age and whatnot, you'd think they'd I, look to either add another option or go with the guys in house. And if they look to add another option, I mean, where does Justin Stern add a guy who was drafted at the bottom of the fifth round and the coaches have only seen for a handful of practices, how secure is his roster spot, um, you know, to potentially someone else coming in. And that's not a, a, a shot at his talent or anything. It's just a, a matter of fact, the Broncos haven't invested a ton in him and they haven't seen him a whole lot. And inside linebacker is going to be a position of some need this coming off season. And it's going to be interesting to see where he falls in that. You know, if he had a full season to play um, in a rotational role and to practice in front of the coaches, I think there's a good shot. He folds into that role alongside Alexander Johnson next season. Now I think it's hard to have that level of confidence that he can do just that. I do want to reference one thing, though, gentlemen. And, you know, Sternin is no stranger to experiencing what a season-ending injury could be like because last season at Wake Forest, which is a big reason why his draft stock fell the way that it did, why the Broncos were able to get him in round number five. I believe he was a round four, round three prospect originally. And really, he's a very talented player that has a lot of tools. But going back to my interview with Lyle Hemphill, defense coordinator for Wake Forest, the one thing I asked him, because this was something that I felt like if I was a scout, I'd ask any coach this kind of question about an injured player, is after the players sustained the season-ending injury, what was their presence like around the team? Were they around? And, and Hemphill's response was, Sternad was in the building, was in the position room, was in every meeting, at every practice, preparing as if he was going to play, even though he knew he couldn't play he was still around. I think now is the best opportunity. And, you know, you're not getting those physical reps in a sense in 2020 because you just had surgery. But I think the mental reps, being around the position room and being the mind that he is, being able to soak up the defense in that meeting room, I think is going to be very, very crucial. We could consider this a redshirt year essentially now for Justin Sternad as he's going to really make his rookie debut in 2021 now. The loss of that, obviously, you know, we don't know what the Broncos are losing necessarily with him. But just as Patrick and you had alluded to, Zach, is that the Broncos are losing out on the potential I think a lot of us had seen in him and also the coaches that have seen him. Because Vic Fangio wanted to get him up to speed quicker than ever. And now, obviously, they have to find a different solution at the position. But I think that Sternad is going to come out of this even better, uh, especially mentally, but also physically in 2021. That's a bold proclamation here on August 25th. But Broncos country, Zach, Patrick, and I, we're going to continue to dive a little deeper in the Sternad injury. And we're going to look at it from the standpoint of what are the options in-house that could replace maybe where he was projected at. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about the good sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there at CBDMD. And it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everybody needs support to make it through the day. And luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller and shareable squeeze tube, something that the Broncos could utilize for some of these soft tissue injuries that they're experiencing at training camp. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support that you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else, CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDON 
NFL at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com promo code locked on NFL for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Continuing our conversation on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Beautiful Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. We just want to continue to encourage you that we have a daily podcast here, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and even Sundays. Once the season rolls around, we have a podcast for you every single day of the week for exclusive Denver Broncos content cover. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify if you're not yet subscribed already. So gentlemen, let's continue our conversation a little bit deeper into the Justin Sternad injury, obviously out the entire season for the Denver Broncos. I want to look at this angle now as to potential options to replace him. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, the Broncos need to go out and they need to sign another inside linebacker. That's certainly possible considering the depth of the position right now. But as Zach had mentioned earlier, there is Joe Jones, there is Josh Watson, and you also have some other guys too. Justin Hollins, who is primarily an outside linebacker for the Broncos, they wanted to keep him there, but with this injury, he had to move yesterday in practice to inside linebacker because of the fact that he's a similar play style technique to a Justin Hollins, sizable, long, and also can run sideline to sideline, has great speed for his size and his height. And so there's an option there. However, I do want to look at something a little bit deeper that I think the Broncos could do in certain passing situations if they're really worried about the coverage dynamic. Vic Fangio alluded to it at the NFL Scouted Combine. Broncos could go a little bit more of a dime package. So here's the deal. A dime package, for those of you listening at home, if you don't know what a dime package is, that's where you have six defensive backs on the football field at the same exact time. So that means that you have five more positions you have to cover. Well, guess what? You're going to have one middle linebacker, and you're going to have four down linemen. Obviously, your two outside guys are going to be your pass rushers. It's going to be Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. But you're going to have two defensive tackle type players on the interior. That could be a Jarrell Casey. It could be a Draymond Jones. It could be a Jarrell Casey and Shelby Harris. The Broncos have a potential really deadly alignment. If I'm looking at this on paper, cornerback, you got A.J. Boye. In the slot, you got Bryce Callahan. Back into safety, a free safety of Justin Simmons. Strong safety, you have Kareem Jackson. Middle linebacker, let's say you have Alexander Johnson in this situation. Okay, at your defensive end, outside backer position, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. I'm going to go with Jarrell Casey, Shelby Harris, your two interior defensive linemen. The other cornerback is obviously going to be, I think, Devontae Bosby. And then maybe Michael Ojemudia or Duke Dawson in the other slot there. I like that lineup for the Broncos. I think it plays to a strength considering depth could be an issue with some injuries right now. So, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I, I like the dime package idea a lot more than really just going in and maybe bringing in another guy. I think you can make do, you can make hay with what you have in a very, very efficient way here. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, if Fangio did allude to it, he said that they're going to they're gonna go more diamond nickel packages. And and I think that the lineup you gave was perfect. I would I would love to see a down front of uh, of Chubb, Casey, uh, either either Harris or Jones. I know Jones would be great in those passing situations and then Miller. But, uh, you know, if if you do look at it at like, let's say they go nickel, I would love to see Trey Marshall in that uh, that kind of sub linebacker role because he he plays that underneath zone very well. He's a physical guy. He likes to go after the football. We saw that a couple times last year. He was he he forced some really key fumbles, especially in the Raiders game. So you know that he's he's physical. He loves to hit uh, and he can work well in space. 
I think that Duke Dawson would be another guy if if they were to go if they were going to go dime. Duke Dawson would probably be that guy that you put in that other slot position. Uh, he has the experience there. He's he's been learning in this system. He's been working really hard, and, and I think that his hard work is going to pay off. And if that's the look that they decide to go with, you need that speed. You need the ability to cover. You need guys who are going to play physical. And you know we've seen OJ and we've seen Dawson be physical in in pass coverage before. We know that OJ can come down and and he can tackle well. He's very disciplined, keeps everything in front of him. So that's going to be key when they go to that six DB set. These guys got to be able to tackle. You you need guys that are going to be able to play physical. And and I think that nickel and dime is going to be the way to go. I don't necessarily think that we do need to bring in another linebacker. You know, if Justin Hollins can can move into that inside linebacker role, that's going to open up room for uh, guys like Derek. Derek Tuska to take some of those outside reps. It's going to open opportunities for guys like Malik Carney to maybe earn a spot on the roster. Malik Reed to get more opportunities off the edge. So Justin Hollins, if if he can learn how to be, you know, how to work better in space and and like Fangio said today, work with more decisiveness and explosiveness then I think that they'll be set there and and they won't necessarily need to bring anyone else in. It also gives an opportunity for Joe Jones to prove that he can play within the defense. Uh, That being said, I do like us going more nickel and dime. I think against teams like the Chiefs, uh, you know, where where they're going to line up either four wide or or even in empty sets, it's going to be crucial to have those pass coverage guys out there and have the guys that can stop uh, the ball carrier in their place. For me, I just think, uh, I, honestly, I love both of you guys' proposals. I love Patrick's idea of moving Trey Marshall down in, into linebacker and some of those sub packages. I think that makes a lot of sense. He was a great run defender or, you know, box safety for him last year. Struggled a little bit in coverage, but I think he's he's a great sub package guy. Um, and then as far as the uh, dime idea, I think that's great too. I think it makes sense for the Broncos to play a lot of dime when you look at what the Chiefs are going to be doing, uh, especially um in that same division uh that said i i am also with you guys on not bringing in another linebacker because i really like the guys they have you know vic fangio was comfortable with this linebacking core entering last season and the depth with it and i i would think he'd be comfortable with it once again um my big guys to watch are justin hollins and joe jones because they can replace what justin stern had brought to the defense um, Josie Jewell is not going to do that. Justin Sternad, like Cody was saying, lankier guy, rangy, sideline to sideline, coverage, um, instincts, all that stuff. And and I, Josie Jewell is a good run stopper, but he's just not, um, you know, that guy in the passing game. So give Joe Jones, I love the idea of giving Joe Jones an opportunity because he's thrived at special teams, um, even to the point of being a captain, uh, you know, last season there on special teams. Give him a chance to to operate in this defense Maybe he can be a long-term contributor for you there. And then, on um, you know, I also think giving Justin Hollins is def- an opportunity is definitely worth it because he's a great athlete, like you're saying. And it also solves a lot of the problems for him uh, in that they were almost too deep at linebacker where it was like, wow, they've got five inside guys that can make the roster and, you know, six. I think it was six edge rushers that can make the roster. And now that – you know, you move Justin Hollins over to inside linebacker, it makes it easier for a guy like Derek Tuska, who's very promising to make the final roster. Final roster, and it. Um, I also think again, Justin Hollins, 
he's a fun chess piece to have because you can do a lot of different things with him and he was going to be buried in the depth chart before so i think giving him and joe jones opportunities is the way to go as well as uh, some dime looks Somewhere out there, part of me wishes that Jamal Carter were still around on the Broncos because he made that transition last season in training camp for the Broncos at inside linebacker, coming in from the hybrid safety. So Trey Marshall does have the same body type. And I just remember Jamal Carter was one of those players that always stood out to me, just very smart, flying around. Unfortunately, I don't believe he's available. I believe he's on a team. I, I think he's at Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to double check. But obviously, some great suggestions, gentlemen. And Broncos country, we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on what the Broncos should do? Should they bring in somebody from the outside? Or should they go with more of a dime look nickel package and move in some of these guys, maybe switch a couple guys around like they've planned on doing? What are your thoughts? We want to hear at Cody York NFL, at Lockdown Broncos, at Patrick Cody, at Zach underscore Seegers. Be sure to let us know. But that'll do it for today's episode of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Just a reminder, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We are here for you every single day for daily, exclusive Denver Broncos content where we break down the X's and O's to give you an analytical view without the bias. We bring you some objectivity here to the podcast. With that said, Broncos country, I'm Cody Rourke, your host as always. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.